The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Are you ready for the sixth set of lessons and secrets we've been learning? As someone being blessed with this series we've been running. Hello. Um, are you certain that you are going to have new beginnings and next levels? You sure? It will keep getting better and better for you. Rise on your feet. Genesis 1 again. Let's read from the word of God. And let's learn something new from God in this service. Genesis 1. We established last week that there are three major things the devil wants to have in your life. God dealt with those three things for new beginnings. Number one, the Bible said the earth was without form. That's emptiness. Number two, it was um, without form, sorry, no order. Then it was void, emptiness, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And we showed you how God dealt with these things. It started with light. Let there be light. Dealt with the darkness. Number two, what we studied last week, he brought in order. Arranged things properly. And this is the third thing he did. Um, we saw last week, day one, day two, day three, and even day four, God was putting order in place. Check out what God was doing from day three to day six. Genesis 1 from verse 11. This is day three. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself. Let it bring forth on the earth, and it was so. Jump to verse 20. This is now day 5. Then God said, let the waters abound, hallelujah, with an abundance of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth, across the face of the firmament, on, of the heavens. Verse 22. And God blessed them. Somebody shout God bless them. Saying. Be fruitful and multiply. And fill the waters. In the seas. And the birds. And let the birds multiply. On the earth. Verse 24. Day 6 now. Then God said. Let the earth bring forth. The living creature, according to its kind, cattle, creeping thing, and the beasts of the earth, each according to its kind, and it was so. Verse 28, as he was creating man, the same pattern continues. Verse 28, then God blessed them. Somebody shout again, God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Thank you, Father, for the blessing upon the reading of your word. So what do we see God doing here? We see God calling forth, commanding and demanding abundance. Called it forth, demanded it. Let this happen. Let this happen. We see God calling for fruitfulness, multiplication, and fullness. 
Glory be to God. That's the lesson here. God activated supernatural increase. It doesn't just happen. You activate it. You demand it. Satan wants you to be empty. To have lack. To have nothing. He wants your life to be void. God resisted it. Let there be abundance. Let there be fruitfulness. Fill up. That's what you need to learn how to do in your life. That's what we are doing as a church. Breaking up the service. Let the services fill up. That's why we are doing outreach. Go out. Bring people. You, you fight it. Or else it will not happen. May poverty not label your life in Jesus' name. God activated supernatural increase. I command supernatural increase over your life in the name of Jesus. You will see supernatural increase in all your endeavors. I decree and I prophesy over you yet again. This is the least you will ever be. In Jesus' mighty name. Help me high five your neighbor. You can have your seat in God's presence. Somebody shout supernatural increase. In Jesus' name. Again, emptiness is Satan's will for you. Empty heart, empty mind, empty house, empty bank accounts, empty world. Emptiness. God's will for you is prosperity. Can somebody shout that God's will for my life is prosperity? And that is, the, that is my will for my life as well. Say, that is my will for my life. You demand it. You command it. You decree it. You fight for it. You pray for it. You believe for it. You find out what to do to make it a reality in your life. God said it and God saw it that it was good. So shall it be for you in Jesus' name. I want you to notice the two drivers. There are two drivers of increase and fruitfulness and multiplication in the text we just read. And that's how God activated them. And as you activate these things, you will see new beginnings. Can I hear a loud amen? You will see next levels. The first driver is the blessing. God bless the best of the birds of the air. Bless the fish of the sea. Bless the cattle. Bless the man. The second one is seed. Spoke seed into their life. Glory be to God. What is the blessing? It's simply an empowerment to prosper or an enablement to prosper. Um, I won't have time to go deep into that this morning. But you see that factor there. To bring about increase, God blessed. Somebody shout, I'm blessed. When you study the book of Genesis, and I pray that one day you will do that study. The first time I did it in my life several years ago, my life just changed. I found out that there were three major men. Genesis is about 50 chapters. They were in the story. The first one is Adam. God blessed them. But you know, things went wrong after men started going and started multiplying and started doing evil. We know about the flood and God wiped off everyone and God started with another man called Noah. God blessed him. But again, things didn't work well the way God wanted with Noah. And God kept searching and searching and searching and then God found Abraham. God blessed him as well. So the blessing is how God brings increase because God wanted increase. 
Let's look at Noah's story. Genesis chapter 9 verse 1. This is after the flood. Everybody had been wiped out. Genesis 9 and verse 1. So God bless Noah. Somebody say God bless Noah. And his sons. And said to them. Watch it. The same words he spoke over Adam. Be fruitful. Multiply. Fill the earth. Hallelujah. Verse 7. As for you. Be fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly. Somebody declare that over your life this morning. As for me. I am fruitful. I can't hear somebody. And I multiply. I bring forth abundantly. That's life. That's the way God intended it. Bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply in it. So the same thing God wanted for Adam is the same thing God wanted for Noah. Look at Abraham's story. Genesis chapter 12. And this is very interesting because when you study the book of Genesis, you see God, God was just looking for men. He started with Adam. Adam messed up. He kept searching. He had to wipe everybody off. Found Noah. Noah messed up. Started searching, started searching. Genesis chapter 12, God found Adam. I mean, Abraham. Abraham didn't really mess up. And the rest of the Bible, from Genesis 12 to Revelation chapter last, is about Abraham and his children. Even Christ is known as the seed of Abraham. That's the rest of the book. Finally, God found a man that will fulfill his purpose on the earth. But look at what God told him as well. Genesis chapter 12. The Bible said God had, found, God had said to Abraham, leave your country, leave your father's house. Verse 2. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. Same thing he told Noah. Same thing he told Adam and Eve in the garden. I will bless you. Somebody shout out loud, God will bless me. You are not saying it like you are hearing what I'm saying this morning. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Verse 3. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. In two verses, the word bless, blessing or bless was repeated five times. Can you get the picture? And it's because God wanted to increase him. One supernatural increase, factor in the blessing. Learn to live by the blessing. Learn to function in the blessing. Glory be to God. Ephesians 1.3 now, this is talking about the new creation, you and I. So, God blessed Adam and Eve. God blessed Noah. God blessed Abraham, the man he wanted. What did God do for the new creation? Look at the way Ephesians 1.3 tells us. The, the title in Ephesians 1.3 in my Bible is our redemption in Christ. And look at the first way our redemption is described. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the first thing describing our redemption. Who has blessed us? With every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Glory be to God. That's the first driver. You must know about the blessing and you must function in the blessing. Let's talk about the seed. And as I've been saying for several weeks and months now, practice these things with your time. 
with your talent and with your treasure. Practice it. Check out Adam. After God blessed him, verse 28 of Genesis 1, look at what God told him in verse 29. And God said, talking to Adam and Eve, see, can you tap your neighbor and say, shine your eye well, well. In case you don't understand the meaning of see. But just need to be sure. I have given you every herb that yields seed. Glory be to God. Seed. Somebody shout seed. Which is on the face of the earth. And every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. I'm not going to create another tree for you. I'm not even going to feed you. I have programmed, engineered, wired a mechanism into this earth for you. Everything you need is inside a seed. Sow your seed. You will see what you want. And that's what everyone is expected to do. Genesis 8. What happened to Noah? Glory be to God. So we see Adam told about the seed. Genesis 8, God had wiped off the earth. Only Noah and his family was left in the ark. Now the water had receded. And then verse 15 of Genesis chapter 8, God spoke to Noah. Please follow the train of thought here. God spoke to Noah saying, go out of the ark. You and your wife, your sons, your sons' wives with you, bring out with you Every living thing of all flesh which is with you, the birds, the cattle, every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth, so that you can abound. His intention has not changed. So that you can abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. Hallelujah. That's the will of God. We said on Wednesday, if you are not prospering, you are not in the will of God. Not that you should feel bad about yourself, or you should know that and find out how to get in God's will. Verse 20, look at what Noah did. Once God reminded him of that or told him that, notice God didn't tell Noah what to do. God just told him, be fruitful and multiply. In other words, God referred him to the blessing. But you see, men had learned by the time of Noah No one knew what he had to do. For that blessing to be a reality manifested, for it to be my experience, verse 20, then Noah built an altar unto the Lord. Started worshipping God. Do you know your worship is a seed? And he took of every clean animal, of every clean bird, offered burnt offerings on the altar, Do you know your offerings are seeds? And this is how you get the blessing to function. Learn to seed your life. Seed your time. Seed your talent. Seed your treasure. Glory be to God. And verse 21. The Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Noah worshipped on the earth, gave burnt offerings, sowed seed. That's why we call it seed when we give offering. And you will see that in scriptures in a moment. Sowed seed. And God in heaven was pleased. 
Do you know it gladdens God's heart? When we seed our life, when we worship him as a seed, when we give offerings as a seed, God smelled a soothing aroma. God was in heaven, no? And God said in his heart, jump to verse 22 because of time, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. Look at the things God puts in the category of seed time and harvest. Day and night, time, winter and summer, seasons. Cold and heat. How life works. That's where seed belongs. That's how things work on this earth. That blessing upon your life functions with seed. Glory, glory be to God. Let's look at Abraham. So Adam was blessed. He was told about the seed. Noah was blessed. He functioned in it through sowing. Sowing is worship. Is where you're giving God your time. And all that comes in. Sowing and offering. Burnt offering. What did Abraham do? Genesis 12. We know God spoke to him then. Look at what the Bible told us happened in verse 7. Is somebody hearing us this morning? And are you getting blessed? Verse 7 of Genesis 12. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your children I will give this land. God more or less reiterated the promise. And what did Abraham do? Abraham built an altar to the Lord. The same thing Noah did. Worship God as a seed. Built an altar unto the Lord who had appeared to him. You read Genesis 12 and Genesis 13 very well. I don't have the time. At least three to four times Abraham kept building, building altars and giving sacrifices to God. The same thing with like Noah. That's how increase comes. That is the system God engineered in the earth from the beginning. Glory, glory, glory be to God. Sowing seeds. Chapter 14. The Bible told us about the kings that came to invade where Lot was. Abraham went and rescued Lot, saved all the people. And look at verse 18. Genesis 14, verse 18. Of course, we know Genesis 13, when Abraham had become very rich in cattle, silver, and gold. Because of that blessing and because of his seed, his worship, and his sacrifices. Verse 18 Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought bread and wine. If you read Hebrews 7, from verses 1 to 9, the Bible said Melchizedek was like a type of Christ. And you can see that there. This is what Jesus did at the Last Supper. Bread and wine. Glory be to God. He was the priest of God Most High. And he, Melchizedek, blessed Abraham. Amazing. And he said, Blessed be Abraham of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. Verse 20. And blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And what did Abraham do? And Abraham, he, Abraham, gave he, Melchizedek, a tithe of all. Hallelujah. You see Abraham sowing. What we do here in church every Sunday. The drivers of increase. Gave him a tithe of all. This is how Hebrews 7 describes what happened there. Hebrews 7 verse 7 because of time. Now beyond all contradiction, the lesser 
Abraham was the lesser there. He's blessed by the better. Melchizedek was the better there. And he, he likens our situation now that we're in Christ to them. We are the lesser. Christ is the better. Look at verse 8. Here, mortal men receive tithes. You bring your tithes, you pay it to church. It's mortal men that run church. But there, he receives them. Of whom it is witnessed, he lives. That's talking about Jesus. What are we doing when we tithe? We are sowing seed. We are practicing what God instituted in the beginning. Glory, glory, glory be to God. Is somebody getting something this morning? What about us, the new creation? What did Apostle Paul say? To the new creation. What did he say? Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning. Let me say something about that briefly here. Somebody say in the beginning. Because this is what we are teaching here. In Matthew chapter 19, they came to meet Jesus. We want to divorce our wives. We are having marital issues. And Moses said we can divorce our wives. Verse 4 of Matthew 19, Jesus answered and said to them, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning, somebody say at the beginning, he made them male and female. See, success and failure depends on this. The more aligned you are to the system that God has established from the beginning, the more you are likely to succeed. The more disconnected you are from the system God is doing at the beginning, the more you are likely to fail. Whether we are talking about marriage, we are talking about spiritual things, we are talking about new beginnings, we are talking about increase, you must find out what God puts in the beginning. He that made them in the beginning made them male and female. Verse 5, and he said, For this reason shall a man leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife. The two shall become one flesh. That is how God designed marriage. Any couple that doesn't align to living as one flesh, they will always have problems maritally. That's where divorce starts. You violated what God said in the beginning. So they are no longer two but one flesh. Verse 6. Therefore what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Look at verse 8. He said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your heart. This is where we need to be careful. When you hear teachings like this, this is how God did it at the beginning. He had spiritual elimination. Don't have a hard heart and tell me I don't need spiritual elimination. You need it. God set order. Don't think me I don't need order. You need it. That's how God designed it at the beginning. Order. Don't harden your heart. Ah, me I don't need that. You need it. Say, most because of the hardening of your heart, permitted you to divorce your wife. But from the beginning, it wasn't so. That's why you're having all these marital issues. You're not conducting your marriages the way God told you to conduct it. God said, become one. Don't live like two people. Live like one. God said, don't have emptiness. Function in the blessing and use your seed. Glory be to God. That's how we designed it in the beginning. Can somebody shout a loud amen? So Paul told the Philippians, you too, you know in the beginning of the gospel, when I started preaching the gospel to you, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving. 
giving and receiving. That is sowing and reaping. Verse 17. Not that I seek a gift. You see, you can interpret these things any way you choose. You go on social media, you will find abundance of comments. Ah, all these pastors telling you to tithe and give project offering and sacrifice to church. They just want to collect your money. That is, and they've been interpreted like that from the day of Paul. You won't be the first to interpret it like that. And you're entitled to that opinion. But I pray that you will see God's interpretation of the matter. Not that I desire a gift. This is God speaking. This is Paul speaking. This is the church speaking. Not that I seek a gift. But I seek fruit. That may abound. To your account. Connected what we are to do here. To what God established in the beginning. This is how fruitfulness comes. This is how increase comes. Can I hear loud amen? Not that I desire a gift. But I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Verse 18. Indeed, I have all and I abound. I'm not even teaching you this because I lack. I already have abundance. And how did the abundance come? Look at what he said. I am full. Having received from Epaphroditus the things you sent to me. So they had already sown into his life and his ministry, giving and receiving. He had become full and here he's still teaching them to give. Because that's how God set it from the beginning. So that you can keep increasing. I am already full because of the offering you gave me last month or last year. And look how he described it. The same thing that happened to Noah. What is our offerings, our giving and receiving, what is it like to God? A sweet smelling aroma. Glory be to God. An acceptable sacrifice. Well pleasing to God. And when that is in place, my God shall supply all your need. How? According to his riches and glory. By Christ Jesus. When you start functioning in the riches of God that are in glory in Christ, you have supernatural increase. Can I hear loud? Amen. How do you function in it? By the blessing. And how you seed your life. Those are the drivers. God put it like that from Genesis 1. Rise on your feet. Lift your hands to heaven this morning. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640. 